you guys. So we have Oscar back with us to help us finish part two of this Just- Zack Snyder's Justice League movie. Oscar, welcome back, man. Thank you for coming back. Thank you. I, I have to be back. I have to talk about this movie. So yeah, it's, you know, it's I when Oscar and I was talking about it, like putting this thing together, we knew that for the casual fan, this may not be a huge thing. But for comic book fans, this is a huge deal. Um, and if you listen to part one, we broke down everything leading up to this movie and the reason why this movie exists. Uh, well, this version of the movie exists. And I said when I was writing my notes for this podcast that it had to be two parts. I didn't want to do a three hour, you know, or four hour, <laughs> just like the movie. <laughs> I, I, I didn't want to do that to the listeners, but um, I wanted to break it up into two different parts because I wanted to do a non-spoiler talk about the history of the Zack Snyder release of Snyder Cut and everything. And then in this part, we're going to basically get into this movie. And uh, honestly, if you are listening to this, I'm pretty, I'm assuming that you've already seen the 2017 version. You have watched the new uh, Zack Snyder's version, Justice League. So I want to talk with Oscar about some of the major comparisons between what we didn't get from 2017 that we got from this movie, um, some things that may have worked, some things that may have not worked. And I just want to have fun with this. And uh, Oscar, are you ready? Because I'm ready. Let's do it. I'm ready. So one of the things that we talked about in the last uh the last part for uh part one of this discussion is for me the 2017 cut of the justice league movie a lot of the stuff in the movie didn't make sense if you think about the original cut being over four hours you had a lot of story there um we talked about in the last part how you know superman had an origin movie you know batman superman had their movie together one of them got an origin movie um but the other characters before the justice league movie came out uh aquaman cyborg and flash didn't have an origin movie and i think as regular moviegoers or comic book you know people we know their origins but it's kind of like this is a different you know uh version of it or this is a different story so to get some type of context to why these people are are brought together as a team. Um, we didn't get that. So I definitely want to say that I am so happy that we got more context to the a lot of the characters, main one being Steppenwolf. Um, Steppenwolf is a, the, the main villain in this movie. Um, the difference between this movie and the 2017 one is Steppenwolf was the only villain, uh, where in this movie, he was sort of working for the major villain, Darkseid. So Oscar, uh, what do you think about, um, the, we didn't get Darkseid at all in the 2017 cut and we got Darkseid in this movie. Talk, uh, tell me about like how you felt about the Darkseid storyline and, you know, Steppenwolf's trying to please him. Like, tell me about what you feel about that. I think to start this off, I would have to say for reference, DC and Darkseid is the same as Darth Vader and Star Wars, Thanos and Marvel. Right. He's that big bad that you love to see. You hate him because he does evil, terrible things to the characters we love, but that's also why you love him from an entertainment perspective. So the only thing we got in 2017's version was a a a, a line of Steppenwolf saying for Darkseid as he was trying to explain why he's doing his his evil plan. Um, in this one, we got to see him in the history lesson. We got to see him in the present day. I don't know about you, Justin, but I loved it 
<laughs> I am so happy that we got a tease of him, that we got to see him because he is like this ultimate bad guy. I Yes, it's a little cheat, I guess, from my angle because I know what he can do. I know he has like, you know, Omega Beams. I know he has like these powers. I know what he has. So to see that and you're just like, I know what's about to come down. I know what is about to happen with this guy and, you know, being present. So I, I was happy. I was super excited to see him in the in the trailers to start kind of showing that he is a, a part of this. Steppenwolf, you all, I mean, as a comic book fan, you always knew he was someone working for Darkseid. He's the uncle, like oddly enough, he's like older to some degree because he's the uncle, but yet he's the one working for for, for Darkseid. But you always knew that he, ha he wasn't doing anything by himself. This wasn't an independent villain um, at all. He was always, in the comics always working for Darkseid. So you always knew that was the case. So for 2017 to not show Darkseid was kind of like, you could probably kind of take it as, oh, I guess they want to save him for the next one. Or I guess they don't want to, you know, show him yet or whatever. Uh, but to know that he was in it from the beginning, he was always in it and had a had a role. It's, it's a little bit above a cameo. It's not just a cameo or a tease, it's a little bit above it, but. Right. Because he, he didn't have a predominant role throughout. But um, one thing that I did like is, um, so like Steppenwolf in the 2017 version, like when he showed up, like because everything was going so fast, I was like, why is he here? I, I didn't understand. So like I said, I didn't grow up reading like Justice League comics. So I didn't know Steppenwolf at all. Right. Um, right. You know, so so as so I'm coming into it more as like a casual fan. Like I know Batman. I know Batman's villains. I know Superman. I know, you know, their villains and stuff like that. I don't know all of them like that, but I think out of all of like Justice League characters, I know Batman the most, but I didn't know Steppenwolf like that. Um, I didn't know Darkseid like that. So watching the movie that we got in 2017, I'm like, okay, why is he going after these mother boxes? Like, what is his purpose? Like, what's the, what's the mission? Like what's behind it? You know? And like I said, in part one, I don't want to always have to compare, you know, Marvel to DC, but just for context reasons, even with Thanos, Thanos really didn't show up, show up until Avengers and uh, Infinity War. He made appearances here and there, but you knew his storyline because they laid the groundwork in the movies prior. So when you don't do that for, like DC, that's fine. That's okay. But give me that context in the movie. And that's yeah. one thing that I liked about the Snyder Cut version is because I knew from the very beginning, he's trying to appease Darkseid. He's trying to, he's doing this for him. Um, so it makes more sense as to why he's coming after these mother boxes. Where in the 2017 cut, I was like, I don't really care because I don't know why he's doing this. There's no type of I don't have no attachment to it. So I really appreciate it that this version gave more context as to what's going on and why it's going on and why we need to pull these the team members together to stop this bad guy. And not only that, but you also see to some degree personality from Steppenwolf in this right. one. Like he's, you see him getting mad that they're dismissing him and he's trying to be like, I'm about to take over another earth or world for, for you and blah, blah, blah. And like he, he was getting, he was showing emotions. Like it wasn't just what 2017 gave you was, here's a generic alien right. that just wants to come and take over the planet because so. Like it was, 
it, you had to be aware of the comic book version to kind of be like, I can fill in the blanks. Right. You to, should not to need have to some understanding. Like that. Yeah. Right. You need to explain it in the movie itself. Comic book fans know it, but even we want to see that explanation delivered on screen. So that was just, yeah, it was very bad. And, and the lines in 2017 were, were like cheesy and, and like dumbed down to just like very basic you know oh you're gonna you're gonna worship me or like it was like crazy lines and you're just like that just okay like that doesn't sound like what an alien would just randomly say right and that actually goes to sort of the point that i have so the jokes that were made in the 2017 version um so i went into watching this version trying to figure out what was different what was not different and yeah. i was going to re-watch the 2017 version before i saw this one but i decided not to because i wanted to go in with fresh eyes but i was very surprised at myself to recognize how different this one is as far as um certain jokes that i remember that were kind of like eh and that one that was never there so if you listen to part one of you know of this discussion we talked about how when Zack Snyder's daughter unfortunately passed away and he had to step away from the project and Joss Whedon came in and they reshot over like almost 80 percent of the movie that was from principal photography that was rewriting the script that was all these different things there were certain jokes that were made like um one joke that actually comes to my mind that Flash was talking about was um Pet Cemetery when they yeah. brought um, um, Superman yeah. back to life. And I was waiting for that, but just knowing that that wasn't a part of the original thing. And I was just like, you know, like now that I think about it, I'm actually kind of happy that, you know, some of those jokes that were made, like even when uh, Flash accidentally landed on uh, Wonder Woman, you know, really quick. And it was very like sexualized. Like, you know, I know like, drama that happened afterwards but there were certain things that happened with that movie that they tried to make work that wasn't really funny or that was kind of problematic that i'm glad that wasn't part of the original like cut right that was the, the it's, it's kind of like the bad jokes were taken out but yet there was still jokes in this movie and i think that that surprised me because I'll, I'll be honest i was thinking we're gonna get a lot more bbs tone batman v superman tone where you know, it there's not really much jokes and the jokes are kind of more of like highbrow, not highbrow, but like, it's like, you got to pick it up on the dialogue. You got to have to like, think about it for a second and then right. you might chuckle. Right. Um, but no, I'm glad, I'm glad this one had had humor in, in various ways. It wasn't just like, you know, only a specific type of joke or it was like a, a joke that didn't land this, 20, 2017 had a lot of bad jokes and I'm glad we're not in the Zack Snyder version. Um, but yeah, like, yeah, the Flash, Flash still was comedic relief. Uh, that that was a little surprise. You know, I was thinking, yeah. I didn't think he was going to be comedic relief. I could see, like, I could see the forces that he was, like, doing in 2017, like, the jokes. Like, I could see where it was forced of, like, oh, here's a, a joke. A good example that I, like, that was, like, surprising was after Bruce recruits him and they're walking to the car and Flash is explaining the speed force, his powers, and he says that he's, like, a snack hole because he has to eat so much. I thought that was a forced joke in, in, in 2017, but that was part of Zack's script. So that was, like, a nice surprise. It's not a bad joke. 
Um, but it was one that I was just like, that sounds forced. That sounds a little forced. Yeah. But in the context of 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 it, I was like, okay. I was like, cool. It's it in makes it. more sense. Even yeah. like, uh, what's your superpower? I'm rich. Yeah. Like that 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 could sound like a forced one, but I think in this context, it makes a little bit more. It makes a bit more sense. Um, yeah, there was there was a lot of like jokes and beats of the movie that were changed um, because they had to cut out a lot of the the context of the story. Um, speaking of context, Cyborg, my boy Cyborg, like Ray Fisher, man, like I don't I don't really want to get into. So there's a lot of controversy with you know I'm pretty sure Oscar, you know, with Ray Fisher and the problems that he had on set with not with Zack Snyder, but just with because uh, that no, it wasn't with Zach. It was like with Joss Whedon and Jeff Johns and other people, a part of like the old stuff like that. Um, there's been a lot of things happening in media with it. Um, I've been following very like briefly about it. Have you been following like stuff that's been happening oh, with yeah. Ray Fisher? Because oh, yeah, I I, I want to see. I'm. I mean, I want to see the outcome, but I'm hoping that it's him coming victorious and still getting to play Cyborg. Right now, it's kind of just like fear of he he might not be cyborg anymore because one of us is gonna be like you're, you're causing us trouble and and to to everyone listening to the context of it essentially he just wants those that were part of everything that happened after zach the reshoots the bad behavior the treatment all that uh he just wants that to be held accountable and he wants the studio to to take action like to to you know make sure that if they're if they're you know saying they're a business all about you know integrity and all this stuff that they go by the word and do that right um, so he's he, that's what he's doing and he's pointing out moments that he's like that needs to be taken ownership by warner brothers and you know admit that that was not okay that should not happen um and the, the biggest one right now is the current president of dc is is walter hermata and he wasn't part of the, the like the the issues of you know the reshoots and and everything but his problem was he was trying to allow one of the the executives before to kind of not get exposed in public like he kind of wants to cover for him right and so Ray Fisher is like you can't do that and so that's kind of where the current dispute is at where Ray Fisher is like I don't want to work if the president of DC tries to cover bad things that happen when making movies and so that's kind of the situation in Warner Brothers and, and Warner Media, the parent company, they're trying to take the stance of we're done. We don't want to deal with what happened during the reshoots of Justice League. We're done with that conversation. We want to move on. We don't want to deal with that. So it, it sounds like they're at their stance where they, they are at different stance. And so it's kind of like we might not get Ray Fisher as Cyborg, which sucks because the Snyder Cut proved He's great. He's amazing as right. a character. Um, and just seeing the development and everything that they filmed that they cut out is also like just very suspicious. Cause they're just like, why did you cut that out? It's so much dude. Like it's one of those things where 
when Black Panther came out, I remember seeing, you know, as a black man, like seeing someone that looks like me on screen and how that made me feel. We don't have a lot of major superhero movies that resemble color and like not even just like with like black people, but like, you know, especially right now in culture, like or in society, we have like the whole stop Asian violence. We don't see a lot of Asian superheroes. We don't see a lot of basically we don't see a lot of non-white or Caucasian superheroes. Right. So in the original Zack Snyder um, Justice League movie, Cyborg had a huge storyline. Like we got to see the context of how he was formed. You know, Zack Snyder said he was the heart of the film. Um, we got to see all of that. And it was very interesting just, you know, watching the 2017 cut of the movie, all his backstory was taken out. Uh, we knew that he had a crash and that's how he became who he was. Um, his dad, you know, helped him with science or whatever, but that was it. And even like with getting the beats, the, the team together and all the stuff like that, he was just there. He was just another part of the team. Um, and I really appreciate that we got a backstory with him in this movie. We got to see where he come from. We got to see his mom. We got to see his dad. We got to see like the good good side of his dad. Um, and he was there. He had a presence. He had a purpose on the team um, that took it out. And it goes back to my one of my points I was saying before, how like, you know, with if you're not going to have standalone movies for these people before this major movie comes out, you need to give them context in the movie. So we didn't have to have context for Batman or Superman or even Wonder Woman because they already had their standalone movies. We needed context for Flash, Aquaman, and Cyborg. And we got that in this movie. And that's uh, well, this version of the movie. And I really appreciate that because us, you know, you and I, Oscar, we're the comic book nerds and we, we watch everything. We stay on top of it for the, the casual fan. It's like... I don't know who this character is. A lot of people don't know who Cyborg is. So it's kind of like, who is this guy? Is he just a black Iron Man? Like that's that's what people is gonna think the general audience. They're not gonna say, oh, he's a different character or he's, you know, he knows how to tap into this. They're gonna try to compare him, compare him to something that we already know. So I love that we got a backstory for this character. I, I love that so much. And um, I'm really, really sad that they took out all his story from the 2017 version. And one thing I want to note that I think is interesting, then maybe it's just me looking at it too hard, but I, in the 2017 version, his character was always kind of angry. Like he always had, he had this anger, um, but it wasn't really like explained what the anger was. It was kind of like, he's pissed that he's helping save the world. It was like that kind of like attitude. Right. Which you're, you're just like, I guess, cause you know, you, have powers you don't want i guess it was kind of that kind of like a assumption this in this version the the the, the one the zack snyder version he wasn't angry he was kind of like he was angry at his dad you know because he made a decision without really you know thinking about what's best for him or the consequences but otherwise he wasn't super super angry like there was he was understanding he had like a little bit more of different emotions uh, and I think the best example is when he helps the lady uh, get $100,000 because he mm -hmm. saw his, his her situation. Right. Like, I wouldn't have thought the 2017 version would have done that. I felt like he would have been like, you deserve your, you know, whatever. I felt like, because that's like the anger. And this is why I'm saying, or maybe I'm looking a little bit too much. According to Ray Fisher, he said the only film, the only scene that was not touched was when they were with Gordon at the rooftop, Batman, Wonder Woman, Flash, and Cyborg were yeah. on the rooftop. Everything else was pre-shot with Ray Fisher because they kind of cut out a lot of things. It would not surprise me, and given the current situation that Ray Fisher has, 
uh, with with the statements he's made about like the time redoing the reshoots, if he was just mad at the behind the scenes and dealing with Joss Whedon and, and the executives, that he was just mad. And that's the what we got on screen was him just being mad and like exactly. we took away we took away the the value of the character mm-hmm. and we're going back to stereotypes. We're going back to you know the things that we we want to step away from especially if we want to be inclusive so i get i i'm just like wow that's a very interesting way to if you go watch 2017 you'll notice he's more angrier than he is in this one and i i think that's the case that he the actor was just like y'all gonna take away my my development my character i'm not gonna put in effort in trying to you know deliver these reshoots right i think that um i don't know if they knew what they were taking out or i mean i guess they did they had to because they're like we're reshooting this so i guess yes. i guess i can see that and, um, and and he said and he ray fisher said that he he was not allowed to really give his thoughts on the reshoots they were kind of joss Whedon was like you can't tell me what what to do i didn't robert downey i think this was like something he said on statement he said that Joss said, if I don't listen to Robert Downey Jr. and things that he tells me I should work on, why would I listen to you? Something along those lines. Right. Saying saying because Ray Fisher is not as A-list as Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. So really, really crazy. Another thing, let's talk about Superman's lip. So oh, in 2017. Uh, <laughs> 2017. So um when they okay, so they shot the original, you know, they they shot this original cut, right? And then um when uh Joss Whedon came along uh Henry Cavill who plays Superman was filming uh Mission Impossible 6 I believe yes Fallout yeah so he was filming Mission Impossible 6 and in that movie which I still haven't seen I know but I've never been in like a huge let me go watch all the Mission Impossible movies but I I feel like I need to so uh but I haven't seen it yet but anyways um he has a mustache in that movie for whatever reason with all the prosthetics we can do in the world today, there was a some type of, you cannot shave your mustache. So Henry Cavill had to go and do all these reshoots um, for the Justice League movie. And they had to go digital, try keyword with circled, underlined, quotation marks, and bold and, you know, um, all that jazz, try to digitally remove his mustache from every scene that he was in so in that 2017 cut there are a few good scenes where you can see his natural face from the original footage but there's a lot more scenes where his upper lip looks messed up and i remember even the very first shot of the movie is this quote-unquote camera footage of someone taking a superman and his lip is just that you just see it you're just like wait it's so obvious it's so it's so obvious it's just like wait so with all this technology that we have nowadays with all the people working on these movies y'all couldn't fix this man lip and the bigger question is y'all wouldn't allow this man to shave his mustache because superman doesn't have a mustache and then for mission impossible six put a prosthetic mustache on him because that would be way easier but no, we had to go spend extra money to digitally remove this man's mustache and it did not work. And here, here's the part that is is sad because they could have easily found a solution. In the comics, when Superman died and he comes back to life, he has full beard, right? facial hair, full beard. 
all of it like and long hair like it's like he's he's been dead for a while so obviously he has, his hair is gonna grow whatever they had to do and and i i i wish i wish i could like source it but i remember seeing around the like you know in between that movie and this movie we got that they said visual effects people like people with background in that said that it's easier to add hair than to remove hair and i'm just like they had a moment to be like well let's just add the beard let's just digital the beard that if that's easier let's do that and Warner Brothers and Joss Whedon just were like no he's clean shaven I was like missed opportunity makes no sense so it's yeah it's it was horrible and I think that that was a big like you know having a sand in a a piece of sand in your eye throughout the entire 2017 version and I'm so happy we didn't get the blurred lip in this movie (laughs) we we didn't get the messed up uh, upper lip it didn't look like someone punched him in the face and uh um he had that upper lip messed up so we got the original cut um I was really happy about that because I was waiting for it I didn't know like even the beginning of this movie started different I was waiting for that Superman shot and I was like hold wait hold on that was a reshoot oh okay well hey we started off good in my book so I was excited for it right oh my gosh and and to to go off Superman there was the general kind of I don't know maybe it's fans maybe it's general audience that they kind of liked Superman's go happy attitude Mm-hmm. in the 2017 version that was like a takeaway for a lot of people was oh superman looks more happier and you know more than what i what i remember him as a character uh compared to what you know the last two movies had where he was a little bit more serious so that was a little like shiny thing and in this version he still has that bit of new hope like it's not like he's back to like you know my life, what does my life mean or anything he kind of was right. more of like all right i'm gonna start appreciating the things in life I died and I have a second chance. And he even says a line. He's like, I have a second chance. I'm, I'm not going to mess this up or anything. Or along those lines where he's like, I know right. I'm brought back to life. So I'm going to make the most out of it. So he was still the same element. A lot of that was still was still captured. So take, the, take that as you will, because it's right. still delivered. Speaking of Superman, Black Suit Superman. So I will say this. Um, Black Suit Superman and... Uh, Oscar, you know, you probably know a little bit more about this in the comics, but you know, Superman when he dies in the comics and he comes back, he wears a black suit to give him strength because the, the color black absorbs more energy. Am I, is that correct? Yeah. The, so the suit that he has in the comics when he comes back to life is kind of like, a, kind of like a, a way to help him regain strength faster because mm. he, he's he's weakened in that sense. So he doesn't have his full strength, and that suit kind of complements it like kind of gives him that like extra boost uh i would say think of it as like you know when you you know you need energy and you take you drink gatorade you need that like extra like help it's what this did that's generally what it was known for um so it wasn't just like uh you know i want to be like batman and you know be black or anything it had a purpose so that was it didn't have that purpose in this movie and truthfully the reason is isn't because they didn't want to do that it's because there's behind the scenes drama with warner brothers who were like we want you to have superman in the the blue and red suit Mm -hmm. and zach was like that's not part of the story that's not that's not how the character is you know translated after he dies um and so he he did his best he did his best to to give you the black suit with what he had to do with the regular costume he had to do a lot of post edit and like color correction and the post-production but yeah, so it doesn't have its purpose, but that was because 
it was taken away from Zach to be able to give you the, it helps him with his powers. So I heard, so I heard two different versions and I don't know which one is right, but I heard that he filmed uh, with the black suit and they were going to fix, they were going to add color to it in post-production. But then I also heard they filmed in the red and blue suit, but then he was going to make it black for the movie without their permission. So, and this yeah. is, this was before the whole, everything happened with 2017, but um, yeah, they didn't want it. They were like, oh, black is too dark. And it's just, we, we try to want, the, we want the movie to be happier or stuff like that. He was like, well, in the comics, when he comes back to life, he's wearing his black suit. So right. it's so, going to look accurate. Yeah, so Zach did confirm that he was not allowed to have a black suit during filming and that he had to have the red and blue suit. So he never, they never made a black suit. So there's been like fan edits and stuff like that that looked like on set he, Superman was in the black suit. I thought suit. he did because didn't he release like a long, like before he even left, like he released a picture of, of Henry Cavill in the black suit. Yeah, but according to Zach, they never had a black suit. So okay. Okay. it could have been a Photoshop edit that, you know, I know, cause I know, I think Henry Cavill teased a black, black suit. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so according to Zach, there was never a black suit. Warner Brothers didn't allow it. And, and Zach said that his, what he ended up doing was thinking outside the box and with his visual effects team, they talked about how can they, or well, maybe it's not visual effects, but they talked with his post-production team of how they can color correct the suit to black and black and silver. Um, and then his idea was, let me do that, show the executives, and hopefully they'll be like, oh, you know what, that is a cool idea. Let's go with that. That yeah. was always the 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 prop, prop, the idea of like, maybe I can convince them later on after it's filmed. But during filming, it had to be red and blue according to the suits. And that's why in 2017, it is the red and blue suit. It's because that was the suit that he had to, to film. Right. So. Okay. Well, with this movie, um, you know, like we talked about in part one, when they greenlit, you know, Zack Snyder's Justice League and they gave him $70 million to go back and finish his movie because they had a lot of unedited, you know, scenes and stuff like that, which is normal after you film a movie. Um, they pretty much gave him free reign to do what he what he wanted in a sense as far as like, you know, go tell the story that you wanted to go tell, go finish your movie. With that, there was some additional photography that, um, that they, they did do. Um, and he did add a couple of extra things to fulfill his project i think a lot of times people don't realize when a movie is made you know you have the uh, you know uh you know uh original for uh, uh photography of a movie they shoot the movie like whatever and then they go back they, on the drawing board and look at the movie we need to fix this we need to change that and they do reshoots a lot of times reshoots are looked at oh something's wrong and it's like not necessarily it's it's part of the process. They go back and reshoot it. That's actually built into the schedule of reshoots. And we need to go re-add this or go change this around and stuff like that. Well, with Zack Snyder's Justice League movie, they gave him the opportunity to go and, you know, reshoot some stuff. One of the major things that he added to this movie was in the nightmare scene that we got towards the very, very end, um, Batman's uh, nightmare was Joker. Now we talked about in the first part, uh, the Suicide Squad that came out not the new one that's coming out um with um who's the director james gunn james gunn yeah so not that suicide squad but there's another one jared leto was joker um before joaquin phoenix was joker um and he didn't really get the due justice that 
um, was given to him during um, principal photography. That's another one that people are asking for the director's cut because Jared Little has said there was a lot of scenes that he shot from the movie that you even saw in the trailers that wasn't there. So Zack Snyder gave him an opportunity to come in, not redeem himself, but re, you know, give him another chance to show his character in a light. I'm gonna be real honest with you, and this may be an unpopular opinion. Uh, I didn't really care for it. Uh, I thought that, uh, especially the place of it, um, I felt like it could have, it would have been more effective. It would if it was before the major fight. If they would have before they brought Superman back, if Batman would have had that scene, um, I felt like that would have been more effective because now it's like you know, should I, should I not type thing, whatever. Um, but I still decided to go do it, like whatever, you know what I mean? But I feel like after he brought it back, after we had the the end fight scene, after everything like that, and then now you're having a whole extra scene with it. To me, it felt a little out of place. Um, it felt like it was additional. I, that was the one time in the entire movie where I felt like, okay, this was added. This was not a part of the original stuff. I didn't hate it. Like I, you know, it was it was a cool scene. It was nice to see Joker. It was nice to see Jared Leto. Um, and I think even if we can build, you know, the Snyderverse and continue this story, I feel like that'll be an awesome thing to tackle. Um, but for me, as uh, I, I'm a huge Joker fan. I think out of all the villains that are out there, Joker is one of my favorite ones. So it's not me hating. I just think that. Um, the, the placing of that scene didn't work for me. Um, if you wanted to keep the same scene, it should have been a little bit earlier in the movie. What do you think about that? I, you know what, I could see that. I definitely could see the placement being better um, because what we what you got was somewhat equivalent to like a post-credit scene, but extended. It wasn't like, you know, 50 seconds and that's it. It was a good, what, three, four? Yeah, it was an actual scene in the movie. Yeah. So I would say, I would say, yeah, I would, I think the placement probably could have been in better. The, the, the argument that they have, the movie has, I guess, is it, he wakes up and he gets, he meets a new hero. He meets Martian Manhunter. Um, so that's why it's placed at the end. Cause it, the, that's, that was like a, 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 another teaser. It's like a teaser on top of a teaser. Right. Um, I didn't mind it. And the only reason why I didn't mind it, and you probably as the casual fan, I could see there might be some questions and like what's going on, but essentially Zack Snyder had, has said and kind of shown into some ways his, his idea of what the sequel would have been. And the sequel would have always been that what if Superman went evil and dark side arrived and essentially the, the earth suffered from that. It was always going to be that, that nightmare is what they called it. And what you saw in Batman v Superman. Uh, and that little clip where the the purpose of that was to tease it, but also at the same time show Batman's actual thought of, well, if Superman's evil, this is what can happen. The world can end. We can be in a place where we don't have that freedom or whatever. It kind of was kind of giving you a little exaggerated uh, version of what Batman was fearing of Superman. Right. But this nightmare was the whole purpose of that was extended and the sequel that's where the sequel was going to go so i would say hopefully if if you know more is to come it might it's a payoff it's a payoff of like you know cool we see you know it was like a little teaser and next thing you know we're talking about the the actual like full plot of that area that that time thing but zach had said that like his sequel was always going to be 
that nightmare of Batman or Superman is evil and Dark Side has arrived and now we're Earth is suffering for that. So right. that's why that's why I didn't mind it because I knew always what his idea was for the next one. Yeah. So. Um yeah, I didn't have like I said, I didn't have a problem with the scene. Like I just it it was just more out of place. Correct. Because um, it's like I, it's wrapping everything up and then all of a sudden you get this old, this old extra yeah. in it. I think that it would have been better if it did cut to credits and it was an actual post-credit scene, but because it was still part of the actual movie, that's why I felt out of place. I could, so, yeah, I could, and I think I for for that. me, like I can see that setup and I can see that tease and stuff like that, and I'm fine with that. Um, you know, the scene itself was was pretty cool. We got to see Joker interact with Batman. We got to see Batman say, "When I kill you," I think he even said, "When I effing kill you" or something like that. And I'm gonna enjoy it, like whatever. By the way, this movie is rated R, in case you didn't know, <laughs> which is great. And not a not a hard R, not it's like not a, your kids could actually still see this. As long if, if it depends on what you you know you want, you're okay with your kids seeing. But there's just a lot of blood. Blood yeah, and a few language, a few, but yeah. it was more blood, right? Um, but no, I but that was really cool. But I think placement of that was fine. But it, it doesn't take away from like me uh, happy that Jared Little got his chance to re- like redeem his character. Um, it doesn't take away from the potential setup for like another Justice League movie with Zack Snyder. Um, that was just the one thing I would say that you know you got to add him in the movie. I just wish that it was in a different place. Yeah, no, and I, I definitely could see that. I, I the way the way it starts. It feels you could make the argument that you thought this was just a whole like another hour of the movie, maybe like maybe you just thought like oh maybe we're only on like three hours, maybe this is like a whole another hour or something. Because it doesn't start. There's no indication of uh, like five years later or anything. This is just right. Like, yeah. It's just like right then and there. So um, yeah, and then like he wakes up from his like Batman wakes up and then like he goes outside and meets Martian Manhunter, which was really really cool as well. Um, so do you think if this movie is successful which you know like i said it has really good rotten tomato score there's a lot of people talking positive things about it do you think that warner brothers would be like all right zach you can come and do another one or do you think like we gave you what you wanted you're done like how do you think warner brothers can effectively move forward from this listen i'm i'm scared because (laughs) warner brothers only shoots themselves in the foot when it All comes time. to when it comes to making the obvious choice. They're they're not really supporting the movie. They've said that this is a one and done. Like they kept cornering it as like you're not going to get more. Zach has said Warner Brothers has tried to tell him what not to do or not to make it seem like there's going to be more, but he refused. But you also know that executives and big corporations, they love money. So if and that's know, the thing. So if you know, if they if they're going to get an additional 30 million subscribers from this and they just got a surge of, let's say, $500 million from this one movie, do you, you know, that's that's what I'm thinking. Right. About. So that's my my hope. My hope is those that greenlit the Snyder Cut, that real that saw the potential, that saw what that could mean for sales, you know, and revenue and all that great stuff, that they're the ones that's like, go ahead, do more. It could even be on HBO Max. I think I think this movie has done so well from reviews. For, I'm I'm hopeful for HBO Max views and subscriptions that it does continue because it, it is true that the Snyder Cut 
and the movies with Zack Snyder involved have generated the most buzz for DC films. Mm-hmm. Sadly, Birds of Prey and uh, Shazam didn't generate a lot of buzz. It wasn't like something that the world was talking about. It was kind of like, cool, I saw it. I didn't see it. Oh, I'll catch it later or something. It was very right. casual. Um, Wonder Woman 1984, luckily, because it was Wonder Woman and Diana that we've seen, had buzz, but the others don't. And DC's current plan is to do a little bit more of like those Shazam Birds of Prey, where it's characters that are not connected to anything. There's no bigger plan coming up. So Zack Snyder's projects, not necessarily just the movies he directed, but those that he was involved with, like Aquaman, he he helped kind of set up Aquaman. He didn't do much to it, but he helped start it up. Generate buzz. Like the right. movies that he works on generate buzz because I think the audience kind of feels like that is connected. You know, there's going to be a connection to that. Right. So I, I hope so. I hope Warner Brothers just even allows him to just be like, yeah, go ahead, do you do what you want. It's going to be on HBO Max. We're still going to do our films and stuff that's not connected to your stuff because we don't want that or whatever. I, I hope that they just allow him to continue his own thing if he wants. But I hope that that's the case. Do you think the audience, uh, the general audience will be okay with like two Batmans, two Wonder Womans, two like whatever? Because I feel like it's going to be very confusing. Like we have um the robert pattinson's batman is coming out right um and they're gonna that's supposed to be a trilogy and they're gonna build stuff off of there and you know but then we also have you know this batman if they do decide to make another one do you think that's gonna be too confusing um i feel like the comic book fans are gonna be okay but as far as general audience do you think they may lose people we like wait there's too much going on like how do you think that right they're gonna be competing with like keep competing with themselves I honestly, I feel like no. And I think we saw that with Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. Mm-hmm. Without without Warner Brothers trying, they kind of tested it already and it kind of was shown. Um, I think Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Joker, I think these characters have been portrayed so many times that there's no single interpretation that I think audiences at that point can go in and see the movie and take it for what it is. Um, I'm hopeful that if they market it right and they clarify, you know, in this separate tale or, you know, this unique story or what if version or whatever, if they kind of clarify, this is kind of like a, a separate project, a unique thing that they wanted to, to film. Right. And hopefully the audience kick, picks, picks up. But I think, I think Joker kind of showed us that audiences just want good stories and they know the characters. So if they know, jokers in it and we get joker craziness we're gonna love it if we get batman and we get batman being you know what we expect from batman we're gonna love it so i can honestly still see fans and casual audience going to see robert panson in the batman hopefully it's a good movie obviously that's if it's a bad movie i guess that's easier to be like well if it's a bad movie they're not gonna make more right but if they if it's a great movie and they love it i could still see them loving it and still being okay with you know catching ben affleck you know, in whatever next project that he gets signed on for. He's going to be in The Flash. The Flash is the only movie that's still kind of connected to a Zack Snyder universe. So that would be interesting to see if if they they at least make it feel still connected. Right. I feel like the Flash movie is sort of like their get out of jail free card as well, because that's their way they can like reboot everything. Yeah. Um, 
it's it's interesting like i'm i'm very curious to see like for those who are listening and after you've seen this uh this justice league movie would you be interested in seeing multiple versions of the same character from the same like studio in different platforms like if we have one batman in the movie and another one on hbo max or one uh superman you know in the tv shows because right now we do have that we have a superman and lois tv show on cw but then we also have henry cavill and then there's also talks about another superman coming as well so it's kind of like you don't want to get these uh fatigue of these characters that's that's my main thing i think that um if warner brothers and dc make it very clear like hey we do tell stories that may connect but we also try to tell individual stories so we have like this arc for wonder woman that we're telling in these next two or three movies and that's it it may connect over here it may not but i don't want you to think that every little movie that's coming out is leading to the next movie um and audience are okay with that then i feel like it can work but if audience is expecting that this next aquaman movie is coming out is going into the next justice league movie and if it doesn't then that's like you know we're setting us up for disappointment right yeah and that's the thing that that has to be clarified i think and and i hope warner brothers get senses and knocked into them and they realize they have something here that is generating buzz like it was talked all about on thursday was the movie on twitter and and social media and everyone wasn't like for the most part enjoying it so it just you can't you can't like it's sad that you would think like a studio is going to see that and be like nah we're going to still go like we let y'all have your Snyder Cut, but we're gonna go ahead and do something else. I, I would, that's like. It was like a waste of like, $70 million at this point. Yeah. I mean, yeah, sure, you satisfied fans, but now you also have created new interest. Like right. now people are like, okay, you know what? 2017, I didn't care for Cyborg Flash and Aquaman, but we saw Aquaman movies, so now I like him. And now we saw the Snyder Cut, so now I like Flash and Cyborg because they actually have some development that I that I appreciate and like, and now I want to see more. Like a right. lot of people are saying, I want to see more Cyborg and I can't wait to see The Flash because it's the same Flash. So it's like... Yeah, I think that um, hopefully that they do real study with this and they take real feedback from this uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League. And yeah. I know it may have just been like, um, hey, we're going to put this out there to get fans um, to, to give the fans what you want and get subscribers and stuff like that. But I hope that Warner Brothers really um, uh, listen and take this as a learning lesson. Like, you know, when the fans want something, especially for these major franchises, when you have your independent films and you have your artistic pieces, you know what I mean? You can make whatever movie you want. We're going to like it. We're going to hate it. It is what it is. But for these major franchises, you know, sometimes formulas work um, and you can deviate um as far as the path you go but it's kind of like you know we we know what we want from these things and i think for those who grew up reading comic book and um watching like television shows and cartoons and stuff now we're adults and we get to actually experience these things in live action you know we want we know what we want and i think that the zack Snyder's justice league movie is a is a proven fact in that uh, we've been asking for it for the past you know three years um, and I think that it's very satisfying that we finally got it and it pays off. Um, I feel like yeah. if it didn't pay off, it would be a tragic thing. And I'm, I'm happy. I was actually, while we were talking, I was checking the, the Rotten Tomatoes score for this movie right now. It's 74 critic score and 97 
for audience score, uh, which is very uh, higher than what we got for the 2017 version. So I'm happy that this movie came out and I'm happy that we were able to get you know what we wanted and for people like you who have been campaigning and standing behind it from the very beginning and pushing and wanted this you got what you wanted out of this you know yeah i'm really i'm really excited so we will have to see what happens with uh the dceu moving forward um i know they have a lot of things coming out um i know the next suicide squad movie is coming out this year on hbo max and theaters I have a very different tone from the the first one that came out um and then they announced wonder woman 3 i know they announced aquaman 2 and there's supposed to be a flash movie coming out but at, oh and i think shazam and there's also black adam but we don't know how these movies connect with each other we don't know anything like that we just know that hopefully these movies come out and we get good content and i just hope and pray that from this justice league movie Zack snyder is not on the bench anymore um they actually say you know what you are the captain of this team and uh uh we're gonna give you free reign to go do what you want to do and make us money because i'm here take all my coins if, if you're gonna give us stuff like this right i think he delivered i i'm super happy that now i can say there is an amazing justice league live action movie Right and 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 be happy and support it and not be like ashamed, because um, when when the 2017 came out, I had made like I, yeah, like people would ask me that year like what's your what's your number one movie of the year and I would always say Justice League and people I'm sure people were like that movie was kind of lame, and it was just like that like it was it was me seeing the future let me just say that I saw that there was going to be in 2021 <laughs> that's not Justice League I was like right. it's a placeholder trust me wait wait for we're not years. done yet we're not done yet. <laughs> That's good. Well, um, if you're listening to this, I hope that you enjoyed um, Zack Snyder's Justice League. Um, I know it's four hours long, but like we told you before, if you're listening to this part two, then you should have gone and watched it. And uh, I hope you enjoyed it. Let me know what you think about uh, the Zack Snyder Justice League movie um, on my Instagram page at the movie Bugle. I want to give a special shout out and thank you again for my friend Oscar for coming on and talking uh, Justice League with me and breaking it all down for you guys. And hopefully you guys were able to take away some more understanding, some more context like this movie delivered uh, context uh, for the movie that we got back in 2017 and with the movie that we got now so thank you again oscar i really really appreciate you coming on here and talking this movie with me glad to be here glad to talk about justice league anytime of course man thank you all so much for checking out the movie bugle podcast be sure to like comment and subscribe to my podcast as well as my instagram page at the movie bugle for the latest episodes and news regarding the show and i'll see you all back here every monday at 11 a.m eastern time 8 a.m pacific time until next time 